someone else and you want a second opinion, let the folks at Burkhart earn your trust and treat you right. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher, 106.1 FM Nash Icon on your radio dial. iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, our digital partners. Hey, take the show with you anywhere. How about NashFM1061.com and EricAsher.com on the World Wide Web. Our podcast is everywhere. Anchors our home base, but we're on your favorite podcasting platform. Hey, search Inside New Orleans show with Eric Asher and uh, listen at your leisure. Uh, again, uh, go back on previous programs, check out interviews. Again, it's all on the Anchor app for you. And, of course, on your favorite podcasting platform. My social media platforms, at Eric underscore Ash on Twitter, Eric Ash on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. And, 
Did you miss it today? Because, again, you got another shot to check us out tonight. Every single Thursday at 1 p.m., we're live streaming on the WLA-TV YouTube page. And we're live on WLA-TV uh, with the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports. Check us out tonight at 6 o'clock on LAE, 10 o'clock on The Deuce. That's WLA-TV 2. Every Friday night at 9 o'clock on Pelican Sports Television. 10 o'clock on LAE, Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on The Deuce. Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. It, the, the show will be up on our social media platforms this evening and, of course, already up at uh, the WLATV YouTube page. It'll be on our website, ericasher.com, by the end of the weekend. And uh, it was uh, a blast back to the past because uh, we went back to our original format today, uh, nine years of, um, of the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports. Uh, for seven of those, we had uh, a reporter's roundtable. COVID came, and really for the last two years, we've had to go just with a one-on-one interview between myself and a guest. And uh, today we went back to the original format. Renee Nato of CrystalCitySports.com and also um, Gary Smith, who is coming up in just a couple of minutes, of The Wave Report and NOLA.com were absolutely spectacular. Uh, we were able to talk Saints, LSU, Tulane. We even talked about the Sun Belt and their, and their big uh, uh, upset victories over the weekend. Uh, we fit it all in in an hour. And uh, those guys are just so knowledgeable and uh, really had a great time having both on the program together. Uh, check it out at your leisure. Again, at, uh, uh, either, either online or uh, on Pelican Sports Television or WLAE uh, 1, 2, or 3. All right, uh, today's program is brought to you by our good friends at the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill. Uh, serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner seven days a week for you. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, voted top 10 U.S. restaurant, uh, uh, U.S. neighborhood restaurant uh, by um, TripAdvisor, number one restaurant in Metairie. And then, of course, uh, don't forget about uh, Old New Orleans Cookery and uh, Mambo's, the newest addition to um, the uh, Oceana family of restaurants. And I'm telling you, it's, it just goes to show you, once again, the Bader brothers coming in and making our city a better place to live, work, and play. Uh, this was a building that was falling down. This was a building that, again, that, that was called a, 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 a former strip club that was causing nothing but problems uh, in the French Quarter on Bourbon Street. They were closed down. Uh, Bader Brothers go in. They don't just put a restaurant in there. They renovate the entire building, uh, adding a rooftop bar. Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar to the building. I mean, amazing the money they put into this restaurant, this building. And honestly, it's the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Uh, Cajun Creole uh, uh, cuisine at its finest. Uh, you can dine in their authentic courtyard, beautiful by day, spectacular by night. Beautiful picture windows that overlook Bourbon Street on the first floor. So you can check that out there as well. Uh, bar right there in the middle of the uh, of the restaurant. Uh, the, the the beautiful barge boards and, 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 and the, uh, the ambiance is second to none. And then uh, take the elevator or the stairs, whatever you, your preference is, to the second floor. And, of course, you've got a uh, uh, you've got Bourbon Street balconies right there for you uh, to enjoy. Bourbon Street balcony, also, again, a, a bar there, plenty of places to eat uh, in terms of seating or to be able to have cocktails. Take, take the elevator to the third floor and come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Uh, a bar right there with, again, the, the sight lines of Bourbon Street in the city that you've never seen before. Uh, it's a perfect night for a night out with friends, family. Maybe, again, you're trying to close that business deal. Maybe you want to have your next event. What a spectacular place to have a next event at Mambo's. Also, romantic getaway. Uh, maybe it's you and your significant other just going out for a night to eat. Uh, maybe and, and some cocktails. Because you know over at, at all the Oceana family of restaurants, the cocktails are absolutely magnificent from some of the great mixologists we have in the city. Hey, lunch and dinner seven days a week. 
Uh, find out more at mambonola.com. And then right next door is the Hideout Bar. And I tell you again, man, you're, you're going to have such a great time. You just go right next door, live music for you, great cocktails, and in a French Quarter courtyard setting. And then, of course, you also have the ability to grab some, some bite to eat, a bite to eat there as well. You can make your next Bourbon Street memory at Mambo's and the Hideout Bar. 411 Bourbon Street, don't miss it. Again, that is, uh, again, part of the Oceana family of restaurants. That is Mambo's. All right, uh, um, again, glad to, glad to have uh, Gary Smith with us this afternoon. And, look, let me tell you something. I am so appreciative of the guests that we get on a day-in, day-out basis. You know, a lot of these guys give their time. Uh, they, you know, they're, they're regulars on the program every week. Some, again, are coming in every couple of weeks. There are some that, again, that join me on the TV show and then join me on, on the radio show. And I can't tell you how appreciative I am uh, because they're bringing your expert, their expertise to you, uh, the listener. So uh, this is one of those days. I mean, Gary and I just left each other two hours ago, and, and Gary's coming up next. And we're going to talk Tulane with him. And I'm going to tell you right now, I've already gotten a bunch of, of um, uh, people reaching out on social media that were just so impressed with Gary's knowledge. I knew it. You know, I mean, you know the, the one thing that, that I could say today that's maybe a little different than when I started 20 years ago is um, there are not a lot of reporters out there that are willing to be able to step out of their comfort zone. Uh, if they're a beat reporter, they only want to be able to report on what they know, which is the beat. And rarely do they want to step out. And that's why I get the question all the time. Hey, have this beat reporter on. Have that beat reporter on. I'm talking about the television show. Well, it's hard because if they're not gonna, going to comment on LSU, Tulane, or the Pelicans, and they're only going to comment on the Saints, that, that's tough. If their beat is LSU and they're not willing to talk about the other, uh, other entities, well, again, that's tough. I can't have them sitting there quiet you know, for the rest of the show. So, again, we shy away from that sometimes. Uh, but with Gary... Just a plethora of knowledge today, and, and I knew it, okay? He told me something today I had no idea that happened about the Sun Belt. We'll get into that a little bit later. But uh, Gary hit it out the park today. Glad to have him on his inaugural visit, and it will not be the last. I can tell you that right now. Him and Renee Nato uh, had great chemistry together, and I hope you have a chance to be able to check out the program over the weekend. Again, that's the award-winning inside the Wellness Sports. And joining us on the program now is Gary Smith of the Rave Report of Noel.com, and I'll say it like I said on the TV show today. Uh, you call yourself a Tulane fan? You bleed again, olive green, uh, again sky blue, and and uh, and what it be white? Well, then you better be uh, subscribed to the Wave Report because you're getting Tulane knowledge, Tulane reports firsthand before anybody else. Because again, he's not only covering the team for Nola.com and the Times Picayune, but he's also uh, has the website, which is part of the Rivals Network, so he's up to date on everything Tulane. And he joins us on the program now. Gary, welcome back. Welcome back, and hey, good to talk to you again, bud. Yeah, long time, no, <laughs> just, just a couple of hours. And I, I do want to mention, I, I almost never talk about it, but I do cover all the Saints home games for the Associated Press, too. Um, I, 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 uh, I've been, I, I think I've missed two Saints home games since I moved back to New Orleans in 2008 work, working for them. So I do have, in addition to being born the same year the Saints were born as a franchise and following them my whole life, I do actually cover the team to some extent. Back in 2000, 2012, I covered them full-time for CBS sports.com for a short-lived deal that they had going mm-hmm. replace Larry Holder actually in that position right. for one year and then they got rid of it um, so I have I do have some experience covering the Saints I'm pretty much focused on Tulane now in terms of my job um, but in the past I've done quite a bit coverage of the Saints <laughs> well I'm gonna tell you right now um, every from I have uh, on my social media platforms everybody enjoyed your commentary today I'm uh, glad to hear and, it <laughs> uh, 
I'm, I'm glad. Look, I'm glad to know again about about the cover of the Saints. I did not realize mm-hmm. that for yeah. Associated Press. I don't I'm talk glad, about glad it. Glad to hear that. <laughs> but uh, uh, again, all I can say is you will be invited back. We appreciate your time today. Really good and. Man, I'll tell you what, um, big win for, for, for Tulane against Alcorn State, which was expected. Um, much like I said today about, about LSU and Tulane on the TV show, the one good thing is you got a chance to see a lot of players that maybe you wouldn't see. Uh, mm-hmm. But this is a big one this weekend. Yep. This is the step up in class that we've been kind of waiting for, maybe a litmus test to see how far this Tulane program uh, has gone. Uh, I thought you had a great article in, in the NOLA.com breaking down Kansas State uh, today. Talk a little bit about Tulane's opponent. Yeah, Kansas State, um, they're 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 a tough opponent. They've only lost one non-conference game in their uh, under Chris Kleiman. He's in their his fourth year there. They have not they have not had as much success in the in the Big Twelve conference as they have had out of conference. Um, in fact, if they beat Tulane, they'll probably get into the top twenty-five. That'll be the fourth consecutive year, all four years that he's been there that they've been there. But they haven't been able to stay there in conference. Um, but I, I know in talking to Kansas State people, they feel like he, he thinks he has his best team this year, sort of like Willie Fritz, I think, thinks he has his best team at, at Tulane. But but the, but the key to stopping Kansas State is they've got one of the best running backs in the country, Deuce Bond. He's five foot six. Reminds a lot of people of Darren Sproles, who also played at Kansas State, um, and he and, and he's a load to, load to handle. I mean, he he rushed for 1,404 yards last year, which was third most of any returning running back. He, he he's a stud, and he's got to be the focal point for Tulane going into that game. And their quarterback is Adrian Martinez. He was erratic is a kind word to say what he was in three years as a starting quarterback at Nebraska, but we found out quickly this year the problem wasn't him. <laughs> Nebraska, he transferred to Kansas State. He's a pretty good runner, um, has not proven himself particularly adept as a passer, uh, but 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 we'll see it again. It's going to all, for Tulane, it's going to all come down to, to slowing down Deuce Vaughn in that Kansas State running game. The, the Kansas State's defense is pretty good, too. Um, they've, they're they holding, I think they switched to a 3-3-5 defense um, last year, and since they made that move during last season, they're holding opponents to 19 points a game, and they just shellacked Missouri at home, 40 to 12. Score is a little misleading because Missouri, in a span of five plays in the third quarter, Missouri threw four interceptions. Nobody's going to beat anybody doing that. Michael Pratt is not going to throw four interceptions uh, uh, on Saturday. But it's a tough challenge. It's a step up in class for Tulane. It is not Kansas State is not the type of team that Tulane has been able to beat in the first six years under Willie Fritz. So it would be a huge step forward to prove that they. That I mean, that would be an accomplishment um, and, and a sign of really good things to come if Tulane can get the job done. Gary Smith is with us again from the Wave Report. Coming up after him will be Ross Jackson of uh, Locked on Saints podcast, followed by Alec Cassell in the second hour, uh, again, of um, the Bird Rights, talking Pels, and then we'll finish up with Jordy Collada of the Jordy Collada Show, uh, talking about LSU. Let's get back to Tulane. Uh, how is the health of Tulane right now going into this game? Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, obviously, they, they, they've lost a, a couple of guys. Um, the, the key one was Adonis Freelow. They lost him in practice the week before the, the season started. He was a nose tackle. They don't really have a nose tackle as talented as he was, but they're going to try to do it with a, with a, with a collective uh, effort there. Um, Eric Hicks, who started, who started a fair amount the last two years, has stepped in to start for him um they've got Noah Taliantich they've got um they've got a bunch of guys um back backing him up and, and they're going to try to do it as, as a group effort and then Fat Watts um the twin brother of, of Deuce Watts um tore his ACL in a non-contact injury against Alcorn State I would not put him as one of the five top receivers on a much improved receiver core but it's still you, you never it stinks when any player like that gets injured he 
did start against against UMass. And then Cam Carroll, um, running back, had a terrific year two years ago. wasn't quite as effective last year. They were still counting on him to be a significant factor this year. He had foot surgery yesterday, and he's going to be out for at least the next several weeks. Uh, so the depth at running back is, is, is depleted a little bit. But hey, they've got Shadi Clayton, uh, the the former uh, Warren Easton star. Um, he, he hadn't done a whole lot in the first two games. Um, it went, whenever Tajay Spears needs needs a breather against uh, Kansas State, this would be a great time for for Shadi Clayton to to step forward and, uh, and 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 show what he can do. You know, the good thing is from the from the transfers that have come in from big programs to what again the guys that were retained from last year. Um, they, they, they've been at Oklahoma. Uh, they, they've, they've been to Oxford. They've been in big games at, at big-time stadiums. Bill mm-hmm. Schneider Stadium is, is always wild, okay, uh, with Kansas State. But yep. It's not like it's, again, a ter- uncharted territory for them. They've been through this before. Sure. This is the most experienced team that Willie Fritz has had, and that makes a huge difference because it really is. The guys are a lot of times wide-eyed when they're not used to going on the road and having this atmosphere. If Tulane loses Saturday, I don't think it will be that kind of thing where they just weren't ready for the for the big moment. You're right. that The game against Oklahoma last year was huge. Tulane almost came close to, to stealing that game at, at the end. Uh, Nick Anderson's been through the wars. He's a great leader. Michael Pratt in his third year of starter, he's a great leader. Just experience up and down the lineup on both sides of the ball. Um, Sincere Hainsworth in his third year as a starter at, at center. Um, those are the key. Those are the positions where you need your leaders to be, and Tulane has it. So, I, yeah, I don't think this is not going to be a deer in the headlights type situation like it might have been in the past because these guys have been through the wars. Uh, Renee said something interesting on today's program, and so did you. We're going to get to it in a few minutes. But, again, about Sincere Hainsworth and, and th- saying that he thought he was one of the two best, if not the best offensive linemen in, in the state of Louisiana. Uh, do you concur with that? I mean, you see this kid in a day in, day out of practice games, uh, his work ethic. Your thoughts? Yeah, I, I, I know he's good. I got to be honest with you. I Because I'm so Tulane-centric during the season, I, I obviously follow LSU closely, but I, I don't get to see many of the LSU games because I'm covering the Tulane games. I don't get to follow the other teams in Louisiana. Renee's way more up on what the other teams look like in, the, in this state than I am. But I can tell you, Sincere Hainsworth is an excellent football player. I, I, I know that much. Um, that he, 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 he does what you want in, in a center, and, 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 and he is he galvanizes players around him to play better. Um, he's he, he can he's a good pass blocker. He's a good run blocker. Uh, beyond that, I I I, I can't. I, I I did. I, I that, that made my ears prick up when when, when Renee said that. Yeah. Because I, I knew the guy was respected. But yeah, Tulane's coming off a two and ten season, so I wasn't. I actually wasn't aware <laughs> that he was. That I mean, that was eye opening to me that that somebody as knowledgeable as Renee um, believes that. It doesn't shock me because I know what a, how good a player sincere sincere Hainsworth is. But I had not heard right. that before. Um, look, if Tulane is to win this weekend, first of all, they can't turn the ball over, right? I mean, that's that, that's a gimme. You, uh, you, you, right. You can't have, be having missed assignments. But more importantly, you've got to win in the trenches. And that's where I'm going to be watching uh, this weekend to see how far this Tulane mm-hmm. team has come. Because they are stepping up a class against big, yeah. a big 12 opponent. Yeah, I mean, Kansas State – 
let's face it, top to bottom, player to player, Kansas State has a more talented roster than Tulane. That's the advantages of being in a Power Five conference, especially in the, even more so now in the nil era where you're able to <laughs> – there's just more advantages all the way around for, for players to, to, to go to a school like Kansas State uh, than to Tulane football-wise. But, the, but, it, but uh, you know, it, it's not such a discrepancy that Tulane doesn't have a chance to, to win this game. And I, I agree. The key – I, I I like Tulane at the skill positions on I, on offense. Um, I like Tulane. I, I, there's a lot of things I like about this Tulane team. The key is going to be can the offensive line open up holes for the running game and protect Michael Pratt, which they've had a problem doing against top-notch opponents um, really for, for several years, and, and can the defensive line hold up and not get knocked off the ball. Tulane's got some good players on the defensive line, but they haven't faced a running back like like Deuce Vaughn this year, obviously, in the first two games, and, and it, that those are going to be the keys. I, I really do believe if Tulane can hold up on the defensive front and can block on the offensive line that this is a winnable game for Tulane. Gary Smith is with us uh, again from um, uh, the Wave Report and also um, from the TimesPQNola.com and the Advocate. Um, Gary, put the chances of, of, of them pulling up an upset this weekend in your in, in your mind. Yeah, I think there's a chance. Like I, like like I said on the TV show, I can't pick Tulane to win until they do it. Mm-hmm. An interesting stat about Willie Fritz, and, and this is a good coach. This is a coach I think the best coach Tulane's had in a while. Tulane's only won three games as an underdog under him, straight up, period. And three games in, in, in six-plus years now, and only one on the road. And that was against South Florida a few years ago, and that was the South Florida team that started 5-0 and and ended up, I believe, 6-6 six and six, um, and was kind of caving in. So this, like I said at the beginning of this segment, this would be a step forward. Tulane has not beaten a team like this um, under Willie Fritz in this environment, in this situation. But – that's history. <laughs> yes. If they're a better team than they have been in the past, it, 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 it's doable. This is Kansas State. This is not Oklahoma. This is not Ole Miss from last year. This is a good football team, Kansas State, but it, I don't believe it's a great football team. Um, so I, I can't pick Tulane to win the game, but I, I'll, I'll be surprised if this isn't a game going into the fourth quarter. I, I think Tulane is, is in position where they can play with those guys. Now, uh, one question before before I get back to um, uh, the final question I want to ask. How easy is it to get from New Orleans to Manhattan, Kansas? I'll find out. <laughs> I think it's actually pretty easy. I'm flying to Kansas City uh, tomorrow okay. um, afternoon, and then it's an hour and a half drive to, to Manhattan from uh, Kansas okay. City. Hey, I've never I've never been to Kansas City, much less Manhattan, Kansas. Well, at least uh, you don't have to take one of those little puddle jumpers, right? My, my, my ex, yeah, exactly. My my ex boss, um, when I worked in Florida, actually lives in Kansas City now, so I'm gonna I'm gonna get to catch up with him uh, in, in Kansas City. He'll he'll give me all the details <laughs> about what right? what to do next. But uh, yeah, I've never I. I I think I've, I, I'm not even. I think I've been to the state of Kansas in my life, but I can't mm-hmm. recall exactly when that was. So this is this is going to be a new. I just experience. heard it's flat. That's all <laughs> yeah, I know. That's, that's all I know. And that's pretty that's good barbecue that. from around by the one yeah, I stayed. He already, yeah, he's already hit me up asking how much I like barbecue because those are the yeah. places to go when I hit when I get there. <laughs> there you go. All right, Gary, you mentioned something on the TV show that blew my mind yeah. today. We talked about the Sun Belt again, how they have really come out come on as a conference. Mm-hmm. Marshall beat Notre Dame in South Bend. App State uh, beat A and M in College Station over the weekend. Georgia. Southern beat Nebraska, and they beat him so so bad again that Scott Frost is out. Mickey Joseph is in, for, former uh, a Nebraska quarterback, former Shaw Eagle. Uh, but this was orchestrated behind the scenes, according to you, huh? Uh, it's what I've heard. 
Um, look, the Sun Belt was off limits to the to the American Athletic Conference when it was expanding because the Sun Belt is an ESPN league and the American Athletic Conference is an ESPN league and Conference USA is not an ESPN league and it was ESPN did not want a conference that it has a television contract with rated to improve another conference that it has a television. It wanted, it wanted a conference that it doesn't have a package with rated. And that would explain why there was no doubt last year that the Sun Belt, which used to be probably the worst of all of the, the, the conferences in college football, was better than Conference USA. It had surpassed Conference USA, but didn't even look at any of those teams. Took six teams from, from what was then Conference USA. And uh, I, I, I wasn't thrilled with, with, with some of the teams they chose. Wasn't thrilled with Rice. Wasn't thrilled with North Texas. Wasn't thrilled with Charlotte. But, but that's what was going on there. And, you know, they can, they, always, they can couch it. Yes, the American Athletic Conference has always been interested in big media markets, and there aren't too many of those in the Sun Belt. But isn't the key getting good football programs, getting good yes. athletic programs, if you want yes. to improve your conference, especially when you're desperate like they were mm-hmm. after losing Houston, Cincinnati, and UCS in the near future? So, yeah, that, that, that's what that was about. They, they weren't. The Sun Belt was off limits. Great news for the Sun Belt, which just had the best week of any non-Power Five conference in probably mm-hmm. the, in, in the history of this setup. <laughs> and yes. uh, I think it was bad news for the future success of the American Athletic Conference. But but we'll see. It's, it's amazing how much TV has an influence on everything that happens now in sports. Yeah, and, and again, the conference was worried. Uh, ESPN can reduce its contract now with, with, with them mm-hmm. because the contract was signed based on certain teams being in the league. And I think by listening to ESPN and taking all these teams from Conference USA, they thought they might forestall that. And, and yeah, it's all about money these days. And, and I think they were worried that ESPN would, that they would take a big hit in their, in their contract with ESPN if they didn't listen to what ESPN was telling them to do. Well, wow. Oh, wow. Great, great, great. I'm um, telling you, great antidote there. Something I, I didn't know, and I wanted not only the TV audience to hear it, but I wanted the radio yeah. audience to hear it as well. Great job on both shows. Thanks so much for your time, as always. Certainly appreciate the double dip today. Let the folks know about your website, what you got coming up for us on NOLA.com. Sure. The website is Tulane.Rivals.com, TheWaveReport.com, and right right. Now I have one of my most popular features on there where I talk to a publisher of, 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 that covers Kansas State. Um, he answers six, seven questions I asked about, about the state of Kansas State's program. He picks Kansas State to win by 17. That's pretty normal for somebody <laughs> from the other side there. But he does have some really good insight. If you want to learn a lot more about Kansas State, go to thewavereport.com and, and, and click on that article because you, you aren't going to see that anywhere else. Beautiful. Thanks for your time, my friend. At Gareth Smith on Twitter. We'll check in with you next week. Okay, thanks for having me on. Uh, it's uh, Gary Smith. Uh, always great to have him on. Hey, I want to throw this out there before we um, head to break. Um, the Saints injury report is in. Cam Jordan was limited today. Alvin Kamara did not practice. Uh, Marcus May had a, it was a full go uh, with an ankle. Uh, also, let me see. Hang on. Uh, something just jumped on my on my screen here. Um, also, um, uh, Trickon Smith was uh, limited. Uh, Dwayne Washington limited. Uh, uh, Jameis Winston, his back. You could see he was stiffened up during the game. I mean, you could see it. He wasn't uh, as 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 um, loose and fluid uh, after he got hit. Uh, he went into the tent. He came out. He played well, but still, uh, his back is, is, is an issue. Like he's limited today. Landon Young, hip limited. Uh, Marking ankle limited. Uh, Calvin Throckmorton uh, limited with an illness. Alante Taylor, hip limited. And Paulson Adebo out. So both Kamara and Paulson Adebo did not um, practice today. Uh, doesn't look good for at least Adebo and probably uh, Kamara uh, on the game on Sunday. As far as the uh, Bucks go, 
Mike Evans did not practice with a calf. Leonard Fournette was limited with a hamstring. Uh, Perryman was limited with uh, a knee. Uh, Wirfs was limited with a uh, abdomen. Uh, Tom Brady had a, had a, was full practice today. Uh, also, uh, Gage, uh, Russell Gage, the LSU uh, uh, Tiger, was limited uh, with a hamstring. Godwin did not practice with the, the hamstring. Julio Jones did not practice with the knee. Uh, McCollum did not practice. No, he was limited today. And then Donovan Smith did not practice uh, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So uh, there's your injury report for Sunday. Uh, tomorrow's the big day on, again, whether these, these players will be able to be available on Sunday and um, Tampa looks like they're a little banged up, but, you know, not, not having Kamara and Adebo, uh, that's a huge loss for the Saints if, they, if those guys do not play. All right. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. Don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. Looking for a company you can trust with your air conditioning system? It's Burkhardt. They have 15 trucks in the field on 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home. They have after-hours service. Look, you're not calling some operator in Kansas, right? Uh, a Burkhardt uh, uh, employee answers the phone. Uh, after hours, and dispatch the Burkhardt truck out to your home, all your business, to get you up and running. Looking for a new system? They're authorized to sell some of the top brands in the industry. Go with the pros. Go with a company I've trusted for decades, for 30 years. It's Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. We'll be right back with Ross Jackson of Locked on Saints Podcast. If you want a little soul with your country, then you're with us. New Orleans country, from the classics to the songs that matter. Your country is on 106.1 Nash Icon or anytime at NashFM1061.com. This report is sponsored by Napa Auto Parts. When your ride fires on all cylinders, so do you. That's why Napa is on a mission to keep you in motion. With nearly 6,000 Napa Auto Parts stores and over 17,000 Napa Auto Care centers, the Napa Network has everything you need to get up and go. Delays are heavy if you're traveling eastbound along the West Bank Expressway and the Crescent City Connection as delays stretch from Stumpf Boulevard to the Camp Street exit. Also look out for delays if you're traveling westbound along the Pontchartrain Expressway from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit. Also look out for delays steady 10 westbound from Orleans to Canal and then delays pick back up 10 westbound from Bonneville to just past Clearview. On the 610 on the westbound side, look out for backups right at Canal Boulevard and on the eastbound side, from just past St. Bernard to the 10610 merge. And look out for delays on 10 eastbound from just past Elysian Fields to the high rise. And look out for accidents Elysian Fields at Gentilly Boulevard, also Franklin Avenue at St. Claude, and North Galvis at Poland Avenue. And school zones are in effect. I'm at Robinson Broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center. Traffic is brought to you by DA Exterminating. Proud to be locally owned and serving over 60 years. Don't let this happen to your largest investment. Call DA Exterminating now. We're ready and waiting to protect your home from potential disaster called termites. Call DA now or visit us on the web at daexterminating.com. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue. Open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, 
great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can have handle. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. I want to thank Gary Smith for joining us for the program. Of course, today is brought to you by, again, our friends at the Oceana family of restaurants, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, the Hideout Bar, and, and yeah, Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner, seven days a week for you. Of course, uh, first of all, the beautiful picture windows that overlook Bourbon Street. You know, belly up right there. Kind of check out all the craziness. Hey, you don't want to do that? Head to the back of the of the restaurant on the first floor, and you got an authentic French Quarter courtyard. Beautiful by day, spectacular by night. Hey, on the second and third floors are private rooms with adjoining Bourbon Street balconies and private restroom and a private bar. Uh, they use that for overflow when when they're not having a private event. But man, having a private event at Old New Orleans Cookery is absolutely fantastic. You're in the 200 block of Bourbon Street where all the action is, and, and of course you've got this beautiful beautiful uh, room. That is, I mean, I mean, as, as large as the building. I got to be honest with you. And, and then, of course, you private restroom, private bar, uh, and then, of course, what Old New Orleans Cookie can do for you in terms of putting on that uh, that event, catering that event for you. Again, a fantastic menu for you. That's Cajun Creole cuisine, but again, something for everyone. Also, um, uh, an extraordinary cocktail uh, is a must because the 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 um, uh, mixologists that are over at Old New Orleans Cookery are second to none. Some of the best mixologists we have in, in, in all the city. So, again, you're looking for a great cocktail? Head on over to Old New Orleans Cookery. Uh, friends, family, maybe, again, it's date night. Maybe, again, you're, you're trying to close that business deal. Maybe just, you know, just getting together, going to grab a bite to eat. Hey, head on down to Old New Orleans Cookery. Uh, again, to find out more, go to nolacookery.com. That's nolacookery.com. Uh, it's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. All right, let's head to the guest line. Uh, does a fantastic job, uh, just a fantastic job for uh, Locked on Saints podcast. Uh, you can also catch him on CrestedCitySports.com doing a, a piece once a week and Saints Wire. And I say it again, folks, Saints Wire, just sign up. It'll come right to your email box or, again, on, on your social media platforms. And you keep up everything that our next guest is doing. Ross Jackson joins us on the program. Ross, how are you, my friend? Hey, buddy. Always, always pleasure to be here with you. Doing well. How are you holding up? 
Oh, doing fantastic. Thanks for your time today, as always. Ross, uh, I want to go back again uh, to, to, uh, to Sunday's game before we move forward to Tampa. And uh, I just want your overall thoughts. Uh, look, I went back and looked at the game again two nights ago. And normally when I, when I, when I do that, I walk away maybe not feeling as, 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 as tough on the team as maybe I might be. I didn't feel that way. i got to be honest with you. I saw a team that got dominated up front for three quarters. Uh, I, I saw a team that, again, had a lot of miscues in terms of being able to pick up the blitz on offense. You look, you look at uh, some, of the, some of the stuff down the, down the stretch with, again, the penalties on Lattimore. Uh, the, the clock manager was horrible with the two spikes. Uh, but through all that, with 12.41 left, this team was able to muster up enough to be able to come back with the largest fourth-quarter comeback in the history of the, uh, of the team. You can't excuse the first three quarters. You're glad they came out and won. But the one thing you hope that is, this is not a precursor to what we're going to see the rest of the season. Now, we know first game, second game of, of a regular season now is different. Teams are still trying to find themselves. But it was a little disheartening to see the, the Falcons dominate the Saints up front on both sides of the ball. What did you see? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I think you, you're you're spot on that, you know, what you're hoping for here is that the New Orleans Saints are going to be able to build off of the fourth quarter <laughs> as opposed to reverting to uh, what we saw the first three. I think that they, they had an expectation in terms of what it is that the Atlanta Falcons would be doing, particularly from the pass rush side of the conversation. They had expected a certain player to be uh, their primary sort of pressure player and the Atlanta Falcons came in and did something very different. And so the Saints had to make a lot of adjustments over on the offensive side. And that takes time in game to make those types of adjustments. And so I think that ends up being a big part of it. So you're hoping that they're going to be you know, able to be you know, a little bit more uh, prepared for what it is that Tampa is going to be looking to do over on the defensive side with Tampa, you know, having a pretty, I mean, you pretty much know what it is they're going to do over on the defensive side. And so I think that helps. Uh, and then over on the offensive side, I think that, you know, that that front line for the uh, Atlanta Falcons offense just got such good push uh, in the run game, particularly in the A-gap runs to either side of the center. We saw Cordero Patterson come away with the majority or, or a large chunk of his over 110 rushing yards up the middle. And a part, big part of the reason why that happened is because the Atlanta Falcons on the interior were able to get enough hats on hats there to be able to reset the line of scrimmage one, two yards upfield before Cordero Patterson even touched it. So, you know, he's not getting contact before he's gaining yardage. And so I think that ends up being a big part of it. So you'll look for the Saints to be a little bit more, uh, you know, impactful uh, on the defensive line. I don't think I'm very concerned with the pass rush part of it because of the style of quarterback that Marcus Mariota is. I don't know that the New Orleans Saints went into that game expecting that they were going to get, you know, three, four sacks, or if they were expecting that they would walk away with zero. But, you know, I think that the kind of intent or, or you know, the importance of what it is that they were trying to do on Sunday when it comes to the passing game is limit the run uh, by Marcus Mariota, and they struggled to do that. He got away, he had a couple of big breakaway runs, over 70 rushing yards. So, you know, I think that element looks very different when you go up against Tom Brady and the Tampa Buccaneers, and so you should be able to see some immediate improvement there uh, going into Sunday's game. Let's talk a little bit about uh, Tampa and, and, and what they're facing this week. Uh, a, again, I don't want to say a makeshift offensive line, but a different offensive line than what we saw last year, especially on the interior. 
uh, with Smith going down. And, again, that's a, t- a pain tolerance situation uh, with his hyperextended elbow. We're not sure if he's going to play. Uh, the Saints have, have traditionally done very well against Tampa because they've been able to be able to collapse the middle. They didn't play well against Atlanta in terms of the middle of their line. Uh, uh, but, again, this is a different animal this week. What are your thoughts on that matchup, Saints defensive line against the offensive line of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Yeah, I think you're hoping to be able to take advantage of some miscues in the offensive line. Uh, the offensive line isn't what it was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last year, but it's still a good offensive line. I think particularly toward the left side of the line of scrimmage, though, you have some good opportunities there. You know, at you know, if Donovan Smith isn't able to play, then a new left tackle, new left guard, and new center are all players that you should be able to exploit and sort of matchups you should be able to take advantage of. Right guard with the changeover there as well for Tampa Bay, but they bring in Shaq Mason, who's no scrub at all. He's somebody that is you know a proven NFL veteran, and so I think the big thing for them is you know, trying to get pressure with the front four, maybe manufacture some pressure in key situations like third down, things like that. You have players like Justin Evans as well as Demario Davis and Pete Warner who can help you do that. And so that becomes a big part of what I think you'll see in terms of the mix and match. But you're right, the push right up the middle is going to be big in terms of getting Tom Brady off of and out of his comfort level. You're not going to fool him. It's going to be tough to disguise, uh, you know, uh, you know, show him anything he hasn't seen before. Cam Jordan kind of highlighted that for us today when we spoke to him in the locker room. But you know, for the New Orleans Saints defense, if they can, if they can frustrate Tom Brady a little bit by getting in his face down in and down out, and that should allow them to be able to have the same type of impact this New Orleans Saints defense has had the last four times that these teams have met in the regular season. Godwin is out, but again, even though Mike Evans did not practice today, neither did Julio Jones. Uh, Russell Gage was limited in practice. Well, we fully expect those three guys to play. Julio right now, and again, it's early, right? He looks, again, uh, you know, as fresh as he's been in a while. Uh, talk about the matchup with the secondary of the Saints against the, against the, the pass catchers uh, of, of the, uh, the Bucks. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see sort of how health plays a factor in all of this because, as you mentioned, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are dealing with some health uh, question marks. I won't call them concerns, but some question marks at least uh, along the wide receiver position. But for the Saints, they also haven't had Paul Tenedivo at camp for I, I think we're into the third or fourth week now. And so, you know, that's your starting cornerback outside of Marshawn Lattimore. And so this is a New Orleans Saints offense that expected to go into the beginning of the season with, you know, a couple of new secondary members in terms of their starting five. But on Friday, I mean, on Sunday last week, they went in with four or five of those players being new starters as compared to what they put on the field to start 2021. So, you know, I, I think the Saints are deep in that position. It is a position group that we call the, the strength of the defense. But without Paul Tenadivo, it you do take a little bit of a hit there. So I do think that, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how the health of both of those units ends up playing into this game. But, you know, Marshawn Lattimore and Mike Evans, that is, that's marquee stuff every single time those two guys play. I think the Saints do have a good matchup, even if Bradley Roby is the starter on the outside opposite Julio Jones, depending upon what version of Julio Jones you get. Yeah, he looked you know, completely revitalized uh, going up against the Cowboys last week, but he also came up you know, um, kind of shaken up a few times. So you have to look and see sort of how that impacts him and what his longevity can look like at his age back at that position. So I, I think the Saints have the talent there. They have the ability to disguise and, and you know, uh, take advantage of mismatches, things like that. But it, it's going to be uh, kind of a, a lot of fireworks between those two units, New Orleans State secondary and the Tampa Bay pass catchers. 
I thought we saw Justin Evans as a better um, um, uh, defensive back in terms of covering the pass. Uh, and maybe C.J. Gardner-Johnson last year, maybe uh, again more stout against the run. Uh, against this Tampa team that is going to run Leonard Fournette down your throat, uh, how do you think they're going to approach the nickelback position? Yeah, I think it's going to be, you know, you're going to have a lot of, you're going to have a few different people that are going to take those snaps. Um, I think, you know, Justin Evans is somebody that plays pretty well downhill um, also, but, you know, so does P.J. Williams, who's been one of the, the better run support defensive backs the Saints have had. And one of the things that's kept them on the roster coming back on those one-year deals pretty consistently. And then, you know, um, you know you, you've got Marshawn Lattimore, who's a very good perimeter tackler as well as a cornerback. And so I think that those end up being, you know, important players that are going to end up getting mixed in along with Justin Evans to try to help to limit that run game. But expect the uh, Tampa Buccaneers to try to run it right down the, you know, right down the middle on the New Orleans Saints, especially after yeah. sort of that A-gap. Uh, success that the Atlanta Falcons had and in a gap I just mean on either side immediately to the center and mm-hmm. so you know I, I think you're going to see a lot there so the next question is going to be can the second level be able to come in and help to contribute there Demario Davis Pete Warner Caden Ellis how do they factor in in terms of helping to limit this run game which I think the you know Tampa Buccaneers aren't going to be shy at all about just running it right up the middle and trying to take it to the New Orleans Saints to you know early and often you got to like the way Pete Werner played last week. I mean, he was spectacular. Oh, yeah. Yeah, actually, my, uh, my next piece over at Crescent City Sports is a, a breakdown about the, the mentality of the New Orleans Saints as, uh, you know, a turnover-generating unit over on the defensive side and specifically watching the fumble that he forced where he was sort of dictated by the offense to, you know, being in coverage on what was effectively a wheel route from, the, uh, from in tight by one of these wide receivers that – pushed up the right sideline and then kind of curved it into a, a dig coming across the field. He got a step on Pete Werner and Pete Werner just didn't give up on it. And not only did he make the tackle immediately, he came in and, you know, came in with one of those uh, top down punch outs that we've seen the likes of Charles Tillman make a career out of. Uh, and, and that's part of the right. mentality of the new Orleans Saints defense. Uh, Chris Richard, new Orleans Saints defense coordinator speaking today, with us talking about how he believes that mentality is just as much a part as the physical play when it comes to, mm-hmm. to generating turnovers, thinking about the ball actively uh, and making a move on it, making a play on it while you're making the tackles as opposed to just focusing on making the tackle and living to fight another down. That type of mentality yes. is something that they've been working on over the course of the past few years, and you definitely saw it pay off with Pete Werner and again later on at the big turning point in this game with Marcus May. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Akeem Hicks, Vita, uh, Vita Vea, I've been talking about him all week on the interior of the Saints line. They're going to have their hands filled with those two guys. Yeah, yeah, those are two very, very talented uh, interior defenders, guys that can contribute not only as run stoppers, but guys that can also contribute in the pass rush and that can force you to double team them. And one of the things that Cam Jordan highlighted was that, you know, when the New Orleans Saints, if they can get, you know, double teams, um, kind of committed to the interior that it becomes the edge rusher's job. So then when they're one-on-one and Tampa is going to look at it the same way, when you've got guys of that caliber on the interior, you're very likely going to have to double team one of them. And so how are you helping your tackles in their one-on-one situation handle the edge rushers? Are you chipping? Are you, you know, having a tight end stay in the block? Are you having the running back stay in the block? on those passing downs. And so it's going to be, that's, that's a big element to watch in terms of how the trenches on both sides handle what the pass rush will look like for both of these teams. Critique Jameis Winston's game last week. 
Um, I, I think that when I when I look at it early, he, he you know it felt like maybe there was a little bit of a you know a, a ticking clock in his head that was making him move a little bit faster than he needed to. I think that some of the um, the the calls and things like that in terms of the identifications of where the the pass rush was, as we mentioned earlier, where the pass rush was coming from, as we mentioned earlier, uh, was a little was a little off in terms of what it was that they were expecting versus what Atlanta deployed, which is just good game planning by Atlanta. But then. Uh, later on in the game, I mean, when you get to that fourth quarter and he, you know, got the, got a rhythm uh, and they stepped up the tempo and all of that, I, I thought that he executed extremely well. I mean, he was near perfect at that point, 13 mm-hmm. of 16, 213 yards, which is more than he threw. And I think it was three or four of the games last year uh, from right. quarters one through four and a couple of touchdowns and a perfect passer rating. So, you know, I, I think, you know, some of it is, is settling in, as you mentioned, a lot of, getting to know your receivers and, you know, not a lot of preseason snaps for these guys, all that, but, uh, you know, against a better Tampa Bay team, that's not going to cut it. You've got to be able to come out and have that connection, that chemistry. You've got to be able to move the ball. I think that the early three and outs were reminiscent of last year's offense in 2021 that dealt with so many injuries, unavailability, all of that. And that's just kind of inexcusable for a team that has as many weapons as it has right now. And the New Orleans Saints see it that way too you know that offense sees it that way too and so i think that you know you're going to have to come out and have a stronger and faster startup against a much better tampa bay buccaneers Mm -hmm. team than you had last week against the atlanta falcons team if you want to you know seal a win at home who do you like on sunday um i I do like the saints in in this matchup Uh, it's a little bit of a pick them for me i think if the saints can do what they've done against the tampa bay buccaneers at home over the course of the past few years and score 30 points then I think that that puts them in a good position to be able to win. And it's not you know, out of the question that this offense, even if it, they don't have Alvin Kamara this weekend, we'll see what his health looks like with these wide receivers, with a Mark Ingram, with a Latavius Murray now back in the building, although on the practice squad could be a game day elevation. And Taysom Hill, of course, who can contribute in your run game as well. They should have the weapons that they need to be able to move the ball and put up points. But I, I think they're, it's going to be a pretty high-scoring game if the New Orleans Saints are going to win it. So I, I think that's really the thing that I'm looking for is can, can the Saints pace, you, you know, match what Tampa Bay uh, could potentially put up over on their offensive side? And can the uh, Saints be healthy enough to take advantage of and exploit maybe some of the uh, unavailability that Tampa Bay might end up sort of suffering yeah. from uh, here on Sunday? Always a pleasure, my friend. Thanks so much for being with us. Again, um, uh, Saints Wire. Also, again, uh, Locked on Saints podcast, as well as CrestedySports.com. How can folks follow you on social media? Yeah, easiest way is, of course, just follow me on Twitter at Ross Jackson Nola, N-O-L-A. Everything that I write, everything that I do, uh, all calls get shared out through there, so it's the easiest way to keep up. Beautiful. Thanks, Ross. Appreciate the time. We'll check in with you next week. Yeah, buddy, absolutely. Always a pleasure to speak with you. Talk to you here soon. Take care and stay safe. There you go. That's uh, Ross Jackson again uh, with us each and every week, and uh, love having him on the show. All right, don't forget, Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com. North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank, AC Breaks Down. Think Burkhardt. That's acpromise.com. They'll be there quickly, get the job done, and, of course, never cheat you, never gouge you. Trust Burkhardt. That's acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cajun Restaurant, and the Hideout Bar. We'll be right back. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, 
or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at MamboNola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Oceana Grill, bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family-friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Contractors, tired of the runaround when you need an insurance quote? At Dave Miata Insurance, we are an independent insurance agency. So we make it easy to get that quote for your next job. We offer general liability, workman's comp, automobile and property insurance, and we will search over 50 insurance companies to get the right policy at the best price. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMiatInsAgency.com. Eric Ash here with my good friend Mike Delahousie at the TikTok Cafe. Mike, I was craving the best breakfast in tech. Thank you, Eric. Yeah, but they were closed, so I'm back here at the TikTok Cafe instead. You know, that's not nice. Come on, man. You know we aim to please. You got to get a better aim, pal. Stop. You know we never close, huh? Well, neither does the morgue, so what's your point? Ah, you unbelievable. You know, you got to admit, we've got the best prices in town. Gluten-free? I think you're missing the point, bud. The TikTok Cafe in the heart of Metairie at Causeway and I-10 are better known as the intersection of diabetes and high cholesterol. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard, and they're like, it's better than yours. Spilled your milkshake? Quick, the quicker picker upper. Bounty picks up spills quicker. And each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less than the leading ordinary brand. So you can get back to your milkshake. My milkshake brings all the boys to the yard, and they're like, it's better than your Bounty, the quicker picker upper. Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. So you have to drive 300 miles to your cousin's wedding. Okay, so it's his fourth. But you know what they say, fourth time's the charm. (laughs) Well, here's the problem. Your tires are as bald as I am. But lucky for you, eBay Motors has tires for just about every make and model. Plus wheels, lug nuts, jack stands, and more. 122 million parts. Do they have tissues? Oh, good, because I'm definitely a crier. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors. Let's ride. Suburban Roofing and Siding, 861 Roof. Locally owned and operated, fully licensed insured, has been re-roofing South Louisiana for over a decade. Suburban Roofing is one of only 6% of roofing contractors nationwide, certified by shingle manufacturers. My good friend Marty Scoggins is honest and reliable and stands behind all of Suburban Roofing's quality workmanship. Suburban Roofing skilled crews are experts in all types of roofs. Trust a Louisiana company with local referrals, not a storm chaser with your re-roofing needs. Don't sign that contract till you call Suburban Roofing and Siding at 861-ROOF. That's 861 76 Six, three. All right, welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with Feudal 6, 4 to 6 weekdays right here on 106.1 FM Nash Icon. I want to thank our guests in the first hour, 
Gary Smith, and also Ross Jackson. Coming up in hour number two, Alec Cassell talks Pels. Jordy Collada talks um, LSU. And, of course, today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookie, and Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant. We'll be right back. Hi, Eric Asher. I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. Hey, Eric, 17 years later, we're still open 24-7. Yeah, your sign ought to read, sorry, we're open. Come on, man, 24 hours a day? You know how tough that is? That's a real service to the community. Yeah, the Poison Control Center is open 24 hours, too. Uh, the TikTok Cafe, where the gluten is always free, intersection of I-10 and Causeway, also known as the intersection of salmonella and high cholesterol. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Mambo's. 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's.
our man, Eric Asher. Inside New Orleans. Thanks so much for being there. 106.1 FM Nash Icon on your radio dial. Eric Asher taking you home each and every weekday afternoon, 4 to 6. Hey, don't forget iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app, our digital platforms. Take the show with you anywhere. You can also check out the podcast there because our podcast is everywhere. Anchors our home base on your favorite podcasting platform. Search Inside New Orleans Show with Eric Asher. Uh, you still can catch it on the World Wide Web at NashFM1061.com. Also, EricAsher.com. you got a smart, a smart speaker. Uh, you can catch it there as well. Uh, also, don't forget about our social media platforms, at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter. Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. Uh, join the conversation there. Plus, we uh, post all of our shows, radio and TV shows, on our social media platforms. And speaking of the TV show, uh, great show this afternoon with Renee Nato of CrestedySports.com and the aforementioned uh, Gary Smith of uh, The Wave Report and NOLA.com. Both guys were great. Uh, covered Saints, LSU, Tulane. Uh, also covered the uh, Sun Belt and their upsets last uh, week. Uh, all that on the program. So check us out again tonight. Uh, 6 o'clock on LAE, 10 o'clock on The Deuce, 9 o'clock on Friday night on Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on LAE, Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on The Deuce, Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. We will have that uh, show up on our social media platforms this evening, and it's already up on the WLETV YouTube page. It'll be on ericastro.com by the end of the weekend. All right, uh, this hour we'll be joined by Ali Cassell of the Bird Rights, back from, uh, talking basketball. Uh, the Pels open up camp in about 10 days. Uh, so we'll talk to him about the Pels. Johnny Collada will join us talking LSU. We have time. We'll touch on the Saints with him. And, of course, today's program is brought to you by my great friends over at the Oceana Family of Restaurants. Again, um, Mambo's, uh, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, the Hideout Bar, and, of course, the one that started it all, Oceana Grill. Uh, Bourbon and Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Voted the number one restaurant uh, uh, in, 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 uh, in the French Quarter as well. Open seven days a week. Home of New Orleans' best breakfast. Got to get there and check out an Oceana breakfast. I'm telling you, if you love breakfast like I love breakfast, and I love breakfast, uh, man, I tell you what, get on over there. Enjoy all the different variations of breakfast they have for you there. Um, of course, uh, don't forget about the fantastic cocktails. They have a uh, ultimate Bloody Mary uh, that is a meal in itself, okay? Uh, but some great cocktails uh, that, that are coming out of the bars o- over at, uh, at Oceana. Also, again, Cajun Creole dishes uh, that, that are on the menu, but also something for everyone because, you know, they got a great burger. They've got a, a, a barbecue ribs that, again, literally fall off the bone, okay? Uh, great pasta dishes for you. Go right down the line. And, and of course, you can dine authentic, uh, their authentic French Quarter Courtyard, beautiful by day, spectacular by night. Uh, multiple um, dining rooms downstairs, including, again, you can belly up to the bar or, again, to, they have an oyster. Uh, you can watch the guys uh, chuggle the oysters right there in front of you. Uh, five private rooms for your next event. 
They can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests. And, man, I tell you what, Oceana can put on a party. Uh, whether, again, it's, uh, again, the, the music, uh, the, uh, uh, the space that they have, and that, that, again, is multiple rooms that, that you can have, to, uh, you know, your, your party in. Or, again, the catering that is done with, with again, the fantastic um, lineup of, uh, of dishes along with, again, fantastic mixologists. They have a private bar in, the, in, in, those, in those rooms. Uh, it's just a great place to have a, have, a, have a party because your stuff's off Bourbon Street. As soon as the party ends, keep it going on Bourbon Street. Head down to Frenchman Street and hear some music. You can keep the party going. Again, that's Oceana for your next event. Oceanagrill.com is how you find out more. Bring your friends, bring your family. Uh, maybe, again, that significant other. Maybe you're looking to be able to close that business deal. All the above can happen over at Oceana Grill. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Open 8 a.m. until 1 a.m. Breakfast is 8 a.m. until 1 p.m. Lunch is 10 a.m. until 4 p.m. Dinner's from 4 p.m. until 1 a.m. until the party stops. Get out there to Oceana Grill and enjoy a great meal and a cocktail. That's the Oceana family of restaurants. Yeah, you're right. All right, um, we talked a little bit about the Saints. Um, long injury report for the Saints today. Uh, unfortunately, Kamara's on that, on that list. Uh, Paulson Adebo is also on that list. Uh, both guys did not practice today. So it's a pretty good chance that we're going we're gonna to find out that uh, uh, both guys may not play. And, uh, again, that's uh, – Adebo is a tough loss. And it's just – and I said it today on the TV show, and I think I've said it multiple times here on the radio show – uh, the guys that were at practice that day that saw the injury didn't think much of it, and uh, he's been out now a while. I mean, it was the uh, right. It was the, I think it was the practice of Green Bay, uh, and then of course he missed the the, the final preseason game, uh, and uh, and of course he missed the first week of the season. Now again, looks like he may miss this week as well. Uh, Cam Jordan is on is on the list today, limited uh, with a hip. Alvin Kamara rib, he did not practice. Marcus May ankle was full practice. Tracon Smith shoulder limited. Uh, uh, Dwayne Washington hamstring limited. Uh, uh, Jameis Winston with his back was limited. Uh, Landon Young hip limited. Uh, Mark Ingram ankle limited. Calvin Thro- Throckmorton had an illness, so he was but he was full practice today. Uh, Alante Taylor hip was limited, and Paulson Debo did not practice for the uh, Bucks. Mike Evans did not practice with a calf injury. Uh, Leonard Fournette has a hamstring; he was limited. Uh, Perryman, the wide receiver, was knee limited. Uh, Worfs, the, the lineman, has an abdomen injury. He's limited. Boy, those are tough. Um, Tom Brady was full practice today after a rest day yesterday. Uh, Russell Gates, former Tiger, hamstring limited. And then Godwin, uh, Julio Jones did not practice. But, uh, Jones with a knee, Godwin with a hamstring. Uh, McCollum has a hamstring. He was limited. And uh, Donovan Smith, their left tackle, has that hyperextended elbow. He did not practice as well. So they're a little bit banged up over there. We'll see how that kind of plays out on Sunday. Saints got to come with four quarters, okay? You're not going to mail it in against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for two quarters and then expect to come back and beat them. First of all, they are chomping at the bit. Uh, they know that, again, they've gotten beaten in the regular season on three consecutive seasons, and, uh, you know, they keep pointing to the, to the playoff win, and they, can, they, they should, okay, because playoff wins matter. But this team has dominated the Tampa Bay Buccaneers over the, over the last few years. Uh, you know, again, the, it was uh, the, the Davis that said a couple weeks ago that uh, they were, they're, they're built. Oh, no, I'm sorry, it was Malcolm Jenkins said a couple weeks ago that they're built to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is a big one for the Saints in, in the Dome this weekend. All right. Joining us now uh, as we get ready for professional basketball to get started once again here in New Orleans. The New Orleans Pelicans expected to have a great season. Uh, camp, and, and, and he'll correct me here, I believe about 10 days away. 
and he's a weekly contributor uh, with us from this point forward because we ain't let him out of it, okay? Ali Cassell joins us on the program for the Bird Rights. Does a great job there. Hey, Ali, how are you, bud? I'm doing great, Eric. How about yourself? Doing great. A little bit of hiatus. Have you taken some time off to, at, at all? I mean, again, look, sports is weird because – you know, if you take time off, sometimes, again, you, you fall behind. You almost got to keep peeking at what's going on here. Have you had a chance to get away and, and kind of decompress? I did, and I kind of was forced to get away because uh, right after we got uh, the schedule announced in the middle of last month, one of my dogs, the, the one I had found roaming the streets, the pit bull, right. uh, got loose and was running around. She ended up tackling me. I was trying to tackle her, but she ended up running over me and, and my left arm and kind of uh, – Basically, I think part of my biceps, my left biceps got severed, right? Partially oh, torn. Gosh. So I wasn't able to write even if I had wanted to. So it's kind of that mandatory getaway. And I'll tell you what, I feel refreshed now. My body's feeling much better, by the way. Thank you. And so I'm ready for basketball. Yeah, Eric, we're 11 days away from media day, 12 days away from the start of training camp. Beautiful. Beautiful. I'm, I can't wait. I, can't, I, don't know. I hope everybody's excited about it as, as you and I are. Um, the one problem in this town is, for years, and this is this, this is not just, you know, Pelicans or Hornets. This goes back to the Jazz as well in a lot of cases. People just didn't start paying attention until late. And uh, now, again, with the, with the, the seasons opening up in the in, in middle of October, right in the middle of uh, high school, college, and football season here in Louisiana, it's been an afterthought. We're hoping that the Pels get off to a fast start this year so it's not an afterthought. So folks are going down uh, to the Smoothie King Center and, and, and giving some big crowds early, even though, again, they do start off on the road. Yeah, the, we, we talked about on your last show, and I'm sure other people have since the schedule was released. Their opening schedule isn't easy, right? The first 10 games, there's a lot of tough opponents uh, that are expected to be in the playoffs. And, you know, you may think that, hey, here we go again, because the Pelicans always seem to start behind the eight ball, whether they have a successful season or not, just the way things have gone. But I'll tell you what, I'm expecting them to start well. I think there's been such a change both in the way the fans are following this team now differently. We saw them just adhere to this team. They fell in love with them last year. And also this team, it just feels different, right? Whether you're looking at the coaching staff to the players and their commitment to the team, right? From the stars to the role players. And David Griffin, I think, finally figuring out, you know, the right puzzle pieces. So I think when you combine that with this team returning its roster, right, basically there's going to be that continuity that we've seemingly never had. I expect for these guys, even though Zion's going to be out of the mix, I expect they're going to jump out of the gates and, and get off to a decent start, at least a decent, maybe even a good start. Ali, what about all these rumors about Bondanovich coming to the, uh, to the Pels? Are you buying into it? Is, is there anything substantive to those rumors? No, I'm not. It was kind of like almost a Kevin Durant scenario to me to where they were just, of course, asking, right, because they would love to add a player of that ilk um, in Bogdanovich's case. He's an outside shooter, great outside shooter. That's probably the biggest weak spot with his Pelicans team. So if they thought they could get him um, at something, say, the Jazz would want and not just a, a, a ridiculous amount of first-round picks, then I think David Griffin would have really entertained it. But from what I understand, I don't think that's the case. I think that the Jazz are seeking first-round picks for Bogdanovich, Mike Conley, um, Jordan Clarkson, and whatever else they're trying to sell. So I don't think Griffin wants to pay that on top of You've got to fit his salary somehow in over here. Even though great shooter could get in the rotation, you'd have to talk him into being a reserve. And then, like I said, making the salaries work because the Falcons, they're going to be coming close to that luxury tax line uh, this year. Ali, the, 
to clue the uh, audience in on what's been happening in the offseason. You know, again, we know, it, again, that the great teams, the teams that have a chance to win championships, uh, they come together in the offseason. They work out together. Um, have the Pelicans done that this, this offseason? They have. I mean, the biggest news we're getting just from the team is the signings of their second, uh, either second-round draft picks or just who they're signing to a two-way contract, as in the case of Isaiah Brockington. But as for the rest of the team, right, the main guys, the regular guys, the 15 regular contracts, I've been hearing nothing but positives. They've pretty much spent most of the summer together in some capacity, whether it's been Herb Jones, Trey Murphy, and a bunch of guys like that, Jackson Hayes, working out the facility pretty much throughout the entire summer. Two guys getting together, like say out in Los Angeles when Brandon Ingram, CJ McCollum organized, you know, about a week getaway out there. To now the guys, of course, are working together again. Um, and and I've got to mention, it applies for the entire Pelicans organization. Where I'm hearing last week, the G League uh, Birmingham Squadron coaches, they were in town, so they were getting on the same page with Willie Green and everybody else. So everybody's been working together hard behind the scenes and. I got to say, I'm going to keep using this example. When you see uh, Jose Alvarado basically say no to the Puerto Rican national team, something that he's wanted to do and play for his entire life, when he said, no, I've got to take this summer to work out with my, my teammates on the Pelicans, well, that says everything you need to know about, I think, the mindset of this team. They're looking so forward to the season. They've tried to take advantage of just about every minute that they have been able to so far this summer. Uh, camp, you mentioned 12 days away. Will everyone be healthy coming off season surgeries, whatever, uh, to be able to be full go on when camp starts? Or, again, are some guys still rehabbing? No, as far as I understand, everybody should be uh, good to go. Brandon Ingram's finger should be fine. We've long known Zion Williamson, right? He, he's good to go with his foot. Uh, I'm only curious about Jonas Valanciunas, right? He's been playing over there in the – Euro basket, and there's been right. some footage seen of him kind of limping the locker rooms and such. But I'll tell you what, he's a warrior. I've seen him do it all last year. I know that he'll be ready. If anything, I would expect maybe the Pelicans and Willie Green just to bring him along slowly this year, right? So don't push him at all in training camp, preseason games and such. Maybe even out of the gate, right? Because you've got Larry Nance behind him. you got mm-hmm. Willie Hernan Gomez has been lighting it up over there in Europe right now as a good serviceable backup, and we saw him do it last year. And of course, there's Jackson Hayes, well, I've been hearing Eric has been working harder again on uh, playing the five, right, the center position, because I think that's his really only shot at legitimate amount of minutes this season for the Pelicans. Yes. What about Zion? What are you hearing? Again, you and I have talked for years now about him expanding his game. Uh, is he doing that in the offseason? Yeah, it's been nothing but positive. Literally going back to ever since he got back from Portland, I've heard the same tune uh, in regards to his work ethic, his focus, and what he's basically going to demand of himself this year. I mean, I've talked to a number of people. He's legitimately looking at approaching the season as wanting to win an MVP or at least make an all-NBA team. And he's putting both his body and his mind uh, to serious work in those regards. So, for instance, his biggest drawback has been, as we all know, just eating right, right? Staying committed to a healthier schedule because his body type demands it. And from what I've been hearing, he's been doing exactly that. So, I'm expecting for him to walk in, and when the cameras are turned on in training camp, we're going to see him look the best we've ever seen him in a New Orleans uniform. There were rumors a few weeks ago, 
and I can't make heads or tails of it, that the commissioner was going to announce that both Seattle and, and um, Las Vegas were going to be the next expansion teams. Uh, there, were, there were prominent writers that, that wrote that and then, and then piggybacked on it on social media, and then there was a, a flurry of, again, that was um, a little bit premature, that's not going to happen. What are you hearing? Right, Eric. I had heard the same thing, right? I mean, Seattle and Las Vegas. Seattle has been long needed a team ever since the Sonics left, um, which, of course, became the Oklahoma City Thunder. But as far as, you know, what's going to be happening um, now, it looks like it sounds like it's going to be maybe a couple of years, right? So I don't know exactly as to why, but the rumors are now that, right, the exp- serious expansion talk isn't going to take place for at least a couple of years. Now, we've got the new CBA, so that's a good thing. I think once we get the new television contract, I think they're going to revisit this. So with the league and the, and the players' union getting a new CBA, uh, agreeing on the new CBA so quickly, I'm positive that it may not take as many as, like, say, a couple of years uh, for the expansion talk. It might be quicker. Because you got to think of television and all those streaming yeah. rights deals. They're going to figure that out quickly. Mm-hmm. And, of course, look, that – Memphis and New Orleans probably moved to the east. And, and that, you know, again, a lot of people want to see New Orleans in the east. Uh, you know, the, the, the balance of power always is changing. And again, it's fluctuating, but uh, I would like to see them in the east. I just, these West Coast trips, I mean, it's just, it's too much on a, on a team that really is kind of in the middle of the, of the country. We'll see how that plays out. Uh, I did want to ask you about Robert Sauver, the, the, head, the uh, owner of the Phoenix Suns and, and the Phoenix Mercury, and, and the allegations against him. And, of course, what we saw, what happened, again, with a former Clipper owner having to give up the franchise. And, and there seems to be a lot of blowback from, from again, players and those around the, the NBA that the, the, the penalty was not the same for him. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I tend to side with LeBron James, Antonio Daniels, anybody that's weighed in on this, simply because it doesn't feel like the NBA followed its own policy, right? It's supposed to be zero tolerance. And if you're giving this guy, you know, even though it's his first strike, you're giving him leeway to still keep the team, well, that doesn't scream zero tolerance. It also sets kind of a bad example, or I should say it, it, it creates, it leaves a bad impression on both all kinds of fans, but especially people that work for the Suns organization, right? Think about all the people that have endured, you know, with some kind of abuse from Sarver, who are still maybe working there, to people that have left for an NBA that has basically prided itself on, you know, moving forward with progress, whether it's with social change, right, to reduce racism, to support supporting women. The NBA has been at the forefront. This does not scream that at all. So I'm kind of disappointed in the decision. Now, naysayers or people on the other side, what they say is that if, you know, if Adam Silver was to take matters in their hands and basically push him out, well, first of all, there's not a smoking gun, right, like there was in, within Los Angeles. With Daniel Sterling, with Sterling, yeah. Yeah, and then the second thing is also if you set the precedent, you push him out, well, then what happens when, say, a player says a few things wrong and maybe a story comes out about him about several instances? Are you going to tell that NBA player, well, he's got to be out now as well, right? Because if you're going to hold everybody to the same standard, owners, players, and anybody that works, well, suddenly you're going to have to enforce it. So I can see a little bit of that argument, but, again, with Robert Sarver, there were so many incidents, Eric. Yes. I think the NBA should have done more. Mm-hmm. I will say this. Uh- I don't think he's ever going to enjoy sitting on a Phoenix sidelines again. I think because yeah. of all the backlash, I think he's mm-hmm. going to be forced out, right? So I think behind the scenes, it, there's kind of going to be this mechanism, this the motions are going to set and in, in, in place to where he's not going to ever reap, or he's not going to beyond this year reap those profits 
and enjoy sitting, like I said, at Phoenix Suns games. I think his time is going to come to an end as an NBA well, owner. We we remember Chris Paul led led the charge of getting uh, of getting right. Sterling uh, you know uh, out ousted and of course he's he's a Phoenix Sun now uh, and I'm interested yeah, I haven't heard been, look I haven't heard a lot from CB3. Yeah, he he did say that he's taking the side of kind of like LeBron James right. Not enough was done. I don't think he went as far to say as Robert Sarver should have been kicked out, but I think what he was leaning towards was maybe more years of uh, being banned from the NBA, something along those lines. But, yeah, he's been kind of quieter. You're right. I'm surprised yep. he hasn't been that more outspoken. Lot, yeah, he, uh, he was very outspoken, again, the first, first time around. Um, mm-hmm. What's – like this Pelicans for just about two minutes left. What's the ceiling for this team? What do you, how far could you think this team would go, even before you see the training, just on paper, just on paper? Well, I'll be honest with you. I could see a top three or four in the West where they're going to be hosting a first-round playoff game. I've watched how the Memphis Grizzlies, right, and their rise. We saw a lot of young teams that have come together because they not only have the talent but the chemistry. Well, guess what? I think the Pelicans have both on their side as well. I mean, we, we talked about it at nauseam, Eric, last year, how Brandon Ingram evolved his game to become a team player but a leader and being able to come up in the big moments. Then he had the C.J. McCollum. Then all these role players elevated their play around the stars and became dependable pieces. And now you're going to throw in Zion. Like I said, if, if it comes together and they stay largely healthy, with the West kind of crumbling, right, Utah's done, Lakers are a mess. There's four other teams, I think, that aren't even trying to win this year. And with what's going on in Phoenix, I could easily see, like I said, the Pelicans climb up and, and legitimately hold first-round series. That would be that would be incredible, no doubt about it. Can't wait, cannot wait until until the, the um, uh, camp starts and then the quickly the preseason and then of course October nineteenth at Brooklyn, opening up the regular season shortly after that, coming home against Utah. Uh, always appreciate your time, my friend. Tell the folks everybody about your great site. How folks can follow you on social media. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks again, Eric. You can follow all my work along that over at the Bird Rights. It's all one word: www.thebirdrights.com. You can follow us along under the same name, both on Twitter and Facebook. Or you can follow me personally under my full name, Ali Cotel. Thank you, brother. Appreciate your time today. Uh, looking forward to getting back to a regular routine, talking some pals. So am I, Eric. Fingers crossed, but I think this might be fun of the year we've been talking about four years. <laughs> well, wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be great? Yeah, you're right. All right, Ali, have a great weekend. Uh, and heal up for me, my man. That's Ali Cassell of the Bird Rights. All right, coming up next is Jordy Collada of the Jordy Collada Show. Uh, before that, don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Generator sales and service. Are you in the market for a generator for your home or your business? Uh, did the other guys tell you that there's a stockpile of, uh, of generators in the, in, the supply, um, in, in the supply chain that just haven't come forth yet? Well, I, I know where the stockpile is. It's at Burkhardt's warehouse in Mandeville. Because they bought a bunch of generators, have them in stock right now for you. So if you're looking for a generator for your home or your business, you're tired of when the power goes out, being powerless. Uh, and again, uh, also, again, preparing yourself for, again, the, the tropical season, hurricane season. Man, call my friends at Burkhardt. Jason Burkhardt will come out to your home, sit down with you, do a consultation, find out what you're looking for in terms of a generator for your home or your business. And then let you make the decision. He's just going to educate you on your options. 
You make the decision on what you want for your for your um, home or business. No hard sell. Just, again, educating you on generators. And then they'll put you on the calendar for a single-day install. You can finance it over time with little monthly notes. Also, new install quality. Check out the one month. It's something Burkhardt does for everything they install for you. Look, they come out. They give you a little tutorial. Make sure you know how to operate the system. Uh, it's really good, a ref- good refresher course for you. Uh, you know, because a lot of times, look, it's quick. They're, they're showing you how to operate stuff when they first put it in. You know, you get to get about a month into it, then maybe you may have some questions. So it's really a good service for them. And speaking of service, how about 24-7, 365 emergency service on your generator? As soon as it's safe for the guys to come out, they're out there getting you up and running, and you don't have to bought your generator from Burkhardt to have Burkhardt to service it. And also remember, all the parts you need stocked in their warehouse in Mandeville, hey, it's a no-brainer. Burkhardt takes care of the whole process, planning, permits, inspections. Their, generated, uh, gener- their dedicated generator team are experts. Uh, looking for a generator? It's Burkhardt. That's acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana family of restaurants. Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, the Hideout Bar. Hey, all are open late. I don't want to hear you can't get a late meal in New Orleans anymore because you can get one at, at, at the Oceana family of restaurants. They're open late every single night. And, of course, lunch and dinner uh, on all, with the exception of uh, Oceana, where they have breakfast, lunch, and dinner for you. You want a great cocktail? You want a great meal? Head over to the Oceana Family of Restaurants. We'll be right back with Jordy Collada of the Jordy Collada Show. I'm Ken Trahan. And I'm Jude Young. We'll have comprehensive coverage of high school, college, and the pros. Plus, we give you a voice to speak your mind. It's entertainment. It's information. It's all that you could want. And it's right here on 1061 Nash Icon. Monday through Friday from 6 to 7 p.m. Following Inside New Orleans on 1061 Nash Icon. Country for life. This report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Staples Print and Marketing Services help small businesses create bold signs to make big impressions. Right now, get $10 off custom printed signs, banners, and posters when you spend $50 or more. Offer ends 10-1. Visit staples.com slash this is your sign for details. This is your sign to print big at Staples. Delays are heavy 10 westbound from City Park to the airport. Look out for delays 10 eastbound from Loyola to Power and delays pick back up 10 eastbound from just past City Park to the high rise. Look out for delays steady on the 610 on the eastbound side from St. Bernard to the 10610 merge and on the westbound side right at Canal Boulevard. Look out for delays steady if you're traveling eastbound along the West Bank Expressway, the Crescent City Connection, and the Pontchartrain Expressway with delays stretching from Stumpf Boulevard to the Claiborne Earhart exit. Also in the meantime, look out for delays steady if you're traveling westbound along the Pontchartrain Expressway from the Claiborne Earhart exit to the St. Charles Carondelet exit. Delays are heavy if you're traveling on the 310 going southbound from just before St. Rose to Donaldsonville. I'm at Robinson broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Brandner Traffic Center. Don't forget about Southern Tire, family owned and operated by the Piazza family since 1972. Your one-stop shop for quality auto repairs, the best deals on tires. Hey, at Southern Tire, they offer the largest selection of tires in the metropolitan area, and they got something to fit your budget no matter what you drive. Hey, you need a new set of wheels? You're talking about the wheel experts when you talk about my friends over at Southern Tire. They got the uh, large selection of tires and wheels uh, up to 30 inches. And look, you can finance it over time. Hey, vehicle's not running right? Bring it over to Southern Tire. They got the same diagnostic equipment you get at the dealership, ASE certified technicians. And I'll say it again uh, Tony Piazza and the Piazza family have invested in, in, in um, uh, uh, this equipment, this diagnostic equipment. They have more diagnostic equipment than the dealership, bar none. 
And, of course, don't forget, if you've got rims that are damaged, they can repair those for you as well. Uh, at Southern Tire, they got you covered when it comes to your vehicle. Hickory and Airline in Metairie, open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6, Saturday from 8 to 3. 504-737-1558 is the phone number. Or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services they provide for their customers. Hey, don't forget about that diagnostic page where you might be able to diagnose what's wrong with your vehicle and then bring it over to Southern Tire and let the Piazza family put it back on the road for you. Owned by the Piazza family since 1972, it's Southern Tire, Hickory and Airline in Metairie. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes, ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 467 Hickory Avenue, open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great Southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. At Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, their number one priority is treating people right. Take it from me, Eric Asher. It means getting there quickly in an emergency. They'll be on time and do a perfect job. And it means they promise to give everyone a fair price every time. So if you're looking for a better experience from your generator AC company, or you just got a big quote from someone else and you want a second opinion, let the folks at Burkhardt earn your trust and treat you right. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. What you say there, Eric? Hey, did I ever tell you you have like the perfect face for radio? No, Mike. Did I ever tell you that you have the perfect 24-hour diner? Hey, bud. No, as a matter of fact, you haven't. That's because you don't. Come on, man. You know that ain't nice. And uh, neither is your help. Oh, man. Then why do you eat here so often? Well, my wife says that I'm a glutton for punishment. The TikTok Cafe, where the video poker is always hot, 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 Causeway and I-10, better known as the intersection of E. coli and salmonella. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans, brought to you again by the Oceana family of restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, and Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant. Uh, what a great time to um, uh, head over to Bobby A. Bear's. Uh, it's football, right? So 30-plus TV screens all over the, the, the um, restaurant. And, of course, always and also in the bathroom, so you never miss a play. I mean, you go to the restroom, you're not going to miss a play. And then... You know, a lot of people want to go to a sports bar, and, and uh, you're getting sports bar food. You're getting quality restaurant food, okay? You're getting, again, uh, great beers on tap. 
Uh, amazing cocktails made by the mixologists over at um, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant. A menu that has something for everyone. Uh, and then, of course, uh, just, again, the, the, the ambiance, which is, again, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant is unique because it's the perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine, which means if you walk around Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, it's like walking around a museum, a sports museum. The memorabilia is second to none. For a memorabilia buff, you'll go crazy. Uh, again, a lot of room for you to be able to in, in, enjoy the games. Uh, you, can, you can also, again, um, uh, belly up to the bar as well. Hey, you want to find out more, go to bobbyabears.com. They're open late, seven days a week, lunch and dinner. That's 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Uh, bobbyabears.com is where you find out everything you need to know. Bobby Bears Cajun Cannon Restaurant, so good. Yeah, you're right. Rated number one restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. You can't go wrong there at Bobby Bears Cajun Cannon Restaurant, part of the Oceana family of restaurants. All right, let's head up to Baton Rouge. Uh, his show, the Jordy Collada Show, is blowing up uh, the, the, uh, the, the digital platform. Uh, I just love everything he does. It's, the show's entertaining. Uh, it's funny. Uh, again, you learn something, which is, some, which is a, a must for, for me. If I'm going to listen to a program or watch a program, I want somebody to show me something or tell me something I've never known before. Jordy does that consistently every single morning. He has some of the best guests that you can get, especially if you're an LSU fan. And it's just a lot of fun as well. And, of course, uh, his... Uh, Social media platforms are chock full of, again, uh, excerpts of his shows. Uh, if you're not checking out the Jordy Collada show each and every day, uh, man, you're missing out, especially if you're an LSU fan. And he joins us each and every week on this program, and I'm happy to have him. Jordy, welcome to the show. Hey, welcome to be back. Uh, thanks for having me back, man. Always good. Before we get started, bud, tell him about the great show. I appreciate that, man. You can uh, you can just hit us on social media is the easiest way to do it. At Collada Show is where you can find us. We're uh, all over social media, and uh, you can hit us there. And uh, we're on YouTube every morning, seven to nine a.m. at Jordy Colada Show. Jordy, again, I guess I wanted to, I'd ask you more about the spectacle of last week in terms of again Baton Rouge kind of coming together with Southern LSU on the field. Uh, you know the bands and everything else that went down, the tailgating. Uh, I heard it was a, it was a great great day for Baton Rouge. On the field, let's face it, uh, Southern was overmatched. Uh, maybe, again, maybe a little bit too more physically overmatched. But just, again, if you would, just quickly, uh, maybe paint a picture for those of us that were not there, how that went on Saturday. Man, I thought it was great. You know, I mean, it was a great example of, you know, bringing uh, Baton Rouge together. You know, I mean, it, it, it was uh, back in 2003 when both Southern and LSU won the national championship, and they shared a day in the city where they had a – you know, a champions parade that was a really cool event. And, you know, people said then that they needed to do more of that to really unite the city. And, uh, you know, it had been nearly 20 years since, since that had happened. And it happened on Saturday and Manny, you know, there were, there were people and, um, there, there, there were people from, um, every gate of campus, you know, and beyond. It was, it, it was crazy to see. I saw people tailgating in spots that, you know, you just never see people tailgating in. You saw, uh, you know, people, uh, showing up and just kind of busloads of people and just emptying out and, uh, and just walking around and taking it in and people from everywhere, man. It was, uh, it was, it was cool. You know, I mean, it was, it was awesome to see uh, both sides really celebrate. And, you know, it, it was an event. It really wasn't as much about the football game, uh, you know, and talking to a lot of Southern fans afterwards and just kind of seeing some people and hanging out, you know, I mean, they, they, they were excited that they scored. You know, I mean, it was just kind of that right. type of night where it was, um, you know, it was just it was good to bring everybody together and the bands were awesome. And they stayed afterwards and played, 
you know, like well into the night. And if you would have stayed at the stadium, you were, you know, outside of it, you could have easily heard it. It was entertaining. It was, it was just a cool night, man. It was, it was, yeah. it was something that Baton Rouge needed. And, um, you know, it's, it's always a day that you can kind of mile mark and go back to and say, see, I told you so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it's good to hear because, again, that's what we thought it was going to be, and I'm glad it turned out that way. Well, they step up in class this week against against Mississippi State. Um, if, if you would, br- break down what you think, first of all, the keys to an LSU victory, and then we'll kind of jump in, in into um, uh, maybe the minutia of it all. Well, Mike Leach, you know, I mean, anytime Mike Leach comes in, into Baton Rouge or, or, or plays LSU, you know, he's going to have – uh, a really good game plan, and you saw that in his first game in the SEC a couple of years back, where he just, you know, he, he had LSU running all around, very confused, and you know, you, you got to stick to assignment football tomorrow. And, and LSU's playing a lot of new personnel at key spots, including linebacker and, and defensive back, and you know, these guys are going to have to they're going to have to play in space because you know Mike Leach is coming in here with a very simple plan you know i mean his offense is is very simple it's only about seven or eight plays and you know a couple of wild formations but uh you know the objective is to get into space and play one on one so you know i mean the key to me e this weekend number 1 would be tackling you know when when you are are in a chance to bring somebody down to the ground you got to do that this week versus Mississippi State because they, they want to play one-on-one. And these guys have shown with Will Rogers as the, the trigger man um, that, you know, he can, he can make plays and he can, he, he can make, he can make things happen. So, um, you know, I think that Mississippi State is, is, is a very tough test in Brian Kelly's SEC opener um, to, to see where, where, where he kind of is because Mike Leach is going to have a very good plan. They're very organized and they know who they are. And I think LSU's kind of going through some identity issues of just trying to find them, you know, just trying to kind of find themselves here early on. Yes. Well, especially with the offensive line where I think I hope we've seen the final of the shuffling around there uh, after last week. Um, Mississippi State's, uh, again, uh, not going to be easy to run on. Uh, LSU, again, uh, with Jaden Daniels, who has really, again, been, kind of been the running game thus far. They get Emory back this week. I'm not sure how much he's going to participate. But how do you think they attack um, uh, Mississippi State? Will they do it through the air with their great receivers, or are they going to try to run the football, or will they try to be balanced? I think they'll, you know, they'll strive to go for balance, but I think that they're going to have to do it through the air just because, look, Mississippi State's got, you know, they're pretty good up front, and LSU still, you know, they're, they're trying to answer some questions on the offensive line. And, you know, they they, they got to do that uh, against an SEC opponent. That's not going to be, uh, you know, it's not ideal. Uh, and I think they're still looking. You know, they, 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 had a, they had a different group in there last week. They'll, they'll get a guy by the name of Xavier Hill back this week who I anticipate is going to play uh, you know, uh, so, you know, that's another, that's another guy. It's another combination. That's another, you know, group that's going to have to, you know, play together for the first time and try to gain chemistry. So, you know, that stuff matters. Uh, and, and, you know, Mississippi State is the most experienced team in the league and that stuff matters. So, you know, it's just, it, it, it's, it's a tough matchup for LSU to open SEC play, but, you know, I, I think it's, it's a great test and it's a great opportunity uh, for, for Kelly and the crew uh, to come out and really gain some confidence going in, uh, you know, to the month of October or at least, a, you know, a road trip to Auburn in a couple of weeks. Jordy, um, look, uh, obviously, look, you lose a player like Mason Smith. It, it, it's devastating for any team. But this team, again, has depth on the defensive line. They're going up an SC against an SEC offensive line this week. Um, 
and of course the air raid offense. We know the secondary is going to be tested. That is a lot of uh, of of, uh, of, uh, of those that came through the transfer portal, etc. Uh, we'll find out again how close they are to DBU. But how big is it for this defensive line to be stout on Saturday, both against the run and pass? Oh well, they got to be. You know, that's that's the scary thing about this Mike Leach team. He is that he's bringing a rush game. To Baton Rouge. I mean, it's always yeah. been where he just, you know, he would abandon it or not even abandon it. He would just, he wouldn't even, you know, he wouldn't even implement it. He wouldn't even put it in. Uh, but now, you know, they're running the ball, you know, and, and he will commit to running the ball. If you, if you give him the numbers, you know, he, he'll, he'll run it at you. And they're, they're, they're a pretty well balanced offense when you look at them from that scope, especially being under his direction. So, LSU knows that. You know, that's the thing about this Mike Leach offense is that he tries to kind of get you wobbling. You know, he tries to take you off balance and tries to, you know, hit you six here, hit you four there, hit you seven here, and then pop you over the top. You know, while you're, you know, you're turning around guessing, you know, he's standing behind you and he's throwing it over your head. So, um, look, man, Will Rogers threw for 4,700 yards last season. That was one of the best, you know, single seasons in SEC history. People didn't talk a lot about that in the offseason. A lot of people talked – you know, obviously about you know, coaching changes and Billy Napier and Brian Kelly and extensions for Kirby Smart and Jimbo Fisher's recruiting class and Saban and Fisher going back and forth. Nobody really talked about, you know, Mike Leach coming back for a third year with an experienced quarterback coming off of a, you know, dominant season. I, I say dominant from a number standpoint. I mean, he had one of the you know top seven performances in the league history, uh, you know, last season and throwing the ball. So, um, you know, th- this is this is a very – uh, well-tested group. They're they're they got veterans. They got experience. You know, Saturday night in Tiger Stadium is not going to freak this group out, uh, and I expect it to be loud. So, uh, it, it's it, it's a great opportunity for, for for Kelly and crew on Saturday. Um, final question about LSU because I've really been impressed with Jaden Daniels, and I think that again, the, 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 I think a lot of people believe the question was answered last week uh, with again the, the way that Nussmeyer played. Although I wouldn't put too much stock in that one way or the other. I, I thought he was pressing a bit, you know, trying to be able to prove himself. Uh, it is what it is. I think he's got to be ready because look, the, the, the guy's slight a bill, but I am impressed about how he has matured under fire o- o- over the first few weeks of the season. I agree. I, I've been. I've been very impressed with the way that he's handled situations early on. You know, I don't think that the coaching staff did him any favors by the play calling in the first half of the Florida State game. And you saw once he got settled in and got comfortable in a, you know, a hurry up tempo and, uh, you know, a little RPO that, you know, that, that he can do that and, and he can do it really good. And, you know, you can win in the SEC with Jaden Daniels. And I think it's a huge advantage of his, 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 his starts. Uh, and, um, you know, the amount of starts and experience that he has coming in. So um, I, I'm like you. I'm anxious to see how he responds to Saturday's test because this will be his first, you know, SEC league game. Uh, yes. And it, it'll, be, it'll be interesting to see how he plays against his competition. But I think up to this point, he's passed all the tests. Yeah, I agree. Hey, I want to talk Saints-Falcons with you for a second. Just give me your thoughts on Saints-Falcons. And if you don't mind, kind of morph into what you think will happen this week against Tampa. Yeah, look, I, I, it never gets old beating Atlanta in any type of way. Uh, it's sweet to come back and, and get them like they did on Sunday. But, they, you know, look, the Saints had, they, they had some warts that they got to take care of here early on, and I think that's a little to be expected. You know I mean? Jameis Winston coming off that knee surgery and, you know, first game back and, you know, Taysom Hill primary tight end. And, 
you know, Mike Thomas back after so much time off and Kamara didn't have a lot of action in the preseason. I mean, it was, I get it, you know, and I, I think once they got going in the fourth quarter, it was, that was fun to watch. You know I mean? That was, that, that, that was good looking. I think that, you know, defensively, you got some things that you got to look at and offensively, obviously you got to, you got to get some things right. But one thing I'm not concerned about is that Dennis Allen's going to be prepared for Tom Brady and that, that Tampa Bay offense. And look, they're impressive. I, I think the, one of the most impressive things I saw last weekend was Julio Jones. I mean, I, I don't know what is in the TB12 method, but I, I, that stuff right. obviously works because Julio Jones looks like he's at Alabama. I mean, they're running him on jet sweeps. I didn't mm-hmm. even think he could walk. You know, I mean, like he, he I said, he was like a hamstring waiting to happen. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, he's a, he looks like a totally he looks like a vintage right. Julio out there. And you know, if he looks like that, you obviously got to pay attention for for you know with the bucks but i mean yeah. look Ru- russell gage has always given the saints problems and he'll be mm-hmm. in the slot you know uh obviously julio coming in here and i don't know what the status of mike evans is but you know that that wide receiver core is is, is a tough matchup and obviously with brady back there is a trigger man but like i said i think dennis allen uh i know dennis allen will have a great plan for brady because he always has and yeah but um, but I think well, I'm say, by the way, that um, both guys did not practice today. Both neither Jones nor, nor nor Evans. But go ahead. Yeah, and look, I don't expect Jones. To, you know, look, I don't expect him to come off of the injury report all season. Mm-hmm. But if, yeah. if he can look like that on Sunday, I mean, you know, that that, you that, was, that was incredible, man. Yep. Um, so you know, I, I think it, it's always a fun matchup to watch those 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 uh, franchises go at it. And, uh, I anticipate a great one on Sunday. You know, Saints two and a half point dogs at home is yeah. uh, that's a stinky line. Yep, no doubt. You you, you like LSU this week, or is, is it going to be too much to be able to um to to ask this group uh, to beat Mississippi State? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I don't know yet on this one. Uh, I don't think LSU's ready for this one. You know, like as far as to take this mm-hmm. step, I think this. You know, Mississippi State's a very well experienced group. They, they yes. have, in my opinion, that's two pretty impressive wins against Memphis and Arizona, the way they did that. You know, I mean, yeah. they were playing at 2.30 East Coast time in the morning last week over in Arizona. So, uh, you know, look, I, I know they're college kids and they can bounce back, but, you know, that's not ideal uh, as far as game week goes. And, um, yeah, that, that, that was impressive that we had to control those games. But um, I, 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 would, I would take Mississippi State. You know, LSU and Saints are both – Two and a half point underdogs yes. at home this weekend. Uh, I, I would I would probably play Mississippi State on Saturday. Jordy, as always, love having you on the show. Let the folks know about your fantastic show and how folks can follow you on social media. The easiest way to do it is just hit us on social media. At Colada Show is where you can find us on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, uh, Twitter, wherever you are, whatever platform. It's easy to grab us and on YouTube, seven to nine a.m. each day. Jordy Colada Show. Uh, if you are looking for us, come stop by tomorrow morning. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate it very much. I'll be checking you out as always. Thank you. See you, man. There you go. That's, uh, again, uh, Jordy Collada joining us on the program each and every week from the Jordy Collada Show. All right, again, don't forget about my uh, friends over at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Uh, if you come home tonight, AC's not working. Don't get upset. Don't get excited. Just remember, acpromise.com. Uh, 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call before they come to your home or business. Only doing the work that's necessary and after-hours service as well. Uh, a Burkhardt employee will answer the phone and dispatch a, a Burkhardt truck out to your home, get you up and running. Uh, they're not going to gouge you, not going to cheat you, not going to find some mysteriously thing wrong with it uh, that isn't. 
Uh, you can trust Burkhardt. That's acpromise.com, acpromise.com. Today's program brought to you by the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, uh, Old New Orleans Cookery and the Hideout Bar. All are open late. All are open seven days a week. Get out there and enjoy a meal or, again, a cocktail or two at the Oceana Family of Restaurants. We'll be right back. Mambo's. 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night. Order online for delivery at nolacookery.com. It's always a great time on Bourbon Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. Oceana Grill, bourbon at Conti in the French Quarter. Voted top 10 U.S. restaurant for everyday dining by TripAdvisor. Open seven days a week, home in New Orleans' best breakfast. There's something for everyone on our menu. Serving Cajun Creole dishes that will delight for lunch and dinner. Fantastic cocktails that will amaze. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter courtyard. We have five private rooms that can accommodate from 10 to 120 guests for dining or your next event. Oceana Grill is family-friendly, but perfect for an incredible dining experience with friends or that special someone. Order online for delivery at Oceanagrill.com. Oceana Grill is the best time off Bourbon Street. Hi, I'm Dr. Kim, the parentologist. As a wife, mom, therapist, and all-around juggler like most of you, I lead a hectic life, and sometimes that means indulging in foods on the go that my stomach doesn't always agree with. Thankfully, Pepto-Bismol provides me fast and effective relief for all kinds of upset stomachs. Having a little too many guilty pleasures at a family barbecue or birthday celebration may lead to indigestion or heartburn, so I always keep Pepto on hand to get fast relief when I need it the most. Pepto-Bismol, use as directed and keep out of reach of children. In my hand is a television antenna. It's radio, so you can't see it. But with this simple antenna hooked up to your TV, you can see live professional football for free. That's right, free. No subscription, no fees, no credit card info required. Just an antenna. And then live football is yours, free. Kind of like, well, radio. Go to thefreetvproject.org to see what antenna is best for your team. I mean TV. Antennas up, game on. Catch your favorite games and shows for free. Thefreetvproject.org, furnished by EW Scripps. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. 
Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, Select Quote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call Select Quote at 1 800 743 8080. That's 1 800 743 8080. Or go to SelectQuote.com. 1 800 743 8080. That's 1 800 743 8080. Select Quote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. All right, folks, welcome back as we wrap it up here on a Thursday. Show brought to you by our friends at the Oceana Family of Restaurants, Oceana Grill, Mambo's, Old New Orleans Cookery, uh, Bobby Bear's Cajun County Restaurant, the Hideout Bar. Don't want to hear you can't get a late meal in New Orleans anymore. Uh, again, Oceana, Old New Orleans Cookery, Mambo's open to 1 a.m., Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon, Cannon Restaurant, I believe, open until midnight. Uh, the Hideout Bar will open until 1, 2 a.m. Uh, get out there and get yourself a great meal at the Oceana Family of Restaurants. Uh, I want to thank our guests today, uh, Gary Smith, Ross Jackson, Ali Cassell, Jordi Collada, Rudy back at Studio Producing. I want to thank you for listening to the show, no matter how you listen. Also want to thank our sponsors, sponsor our program. Go to ericasher.com for a slide to the sponsor, sponsor our program. Click on the icon. It'll take you right to their website. Everything you know about those sponsors right there. Thank you for that support. Coming up next is the Life Resources Bottom Line Sports Hour with Michael Green and Ken Trahan. Keep it right here at 106.1 FM. And coming up on WLAE-TV, it is the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports with yours truly, Renee Nato and Gary Smith are my guests. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow straight up 4 o'clock for the William Grant family. Still is Friday extravaganza. My name is Eric Asher. From the dog cat to the governor. That includes the man. They all got to go. Get it.